Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Sports Coaching Insights with the fantastic, wonderful, delightful, delectable, everything under the sun, fantastic coach, Simone Upman, joining us again. Uh, it's great to be here. We've got a very, very interesting topic to talk about. But before I get into that topic, I'm going to welcome Simone. Good to see you. Hi. Yeah, it's good to be back again for another week. Uh, well, <laughs> well, and I'm just checking our Facebook feed to see if there's anyone, well, other than probably Kieran, who would normally... <laughs> A loyal, amazing Kieran. <laughs> who would who would normally appear at this time? Um, yeah, for some reason, the Facebook feed doesn't seem to like us at the moment. But there you go. Never mind. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into it. We're talking about uh, a very interesting and a very important topic, uh, and a topic that is as relevant uh, as anything particularly in the last day for both of us, yeah. um, criticism of coaching from other coaches, parents, um, and those off the field, and how to deal with that criticism, positive or negative. Um, although I guess most criticism would be, you know, well, it doesn't have to, most criticism doesn't have to be negative, but we're talking about how to deal with those that feedback, that criticism, how to cope with it, how to address it. Um, and I suppose getting into it, uh, we, we've got to be honest. Uh, yeah. We have had um, some criticism in, in the general direction um, and more to do with, Simone, more to do with yourself than, than me. Uh, but I've also in the past had criticism levelled at me uh, as well. So it is a difficult subject. How to deal with it? How do you deal with it? I guess I'm going to open this up for discussion. There's probably going to be some things said later on. Um, but how do you deal with this situation? How, you know, I know, I know yeah, I, I'm going to give it to you. How do you deal with this situation? <laughs> yeah, look, I think that just, just to open it up, you know, this is something that I don't think is ever really touched on with coaches when, when they go through courses or whatever, you know, because coaching is focused on the team, the kids, you know, the players. Yet there are always those outside influences, outside, you know, opinions, which will always come and how you deal with that reflects on you as a coach um, and your team will, will look at you as well. And just as when your team runs onto the field, for example, they are representing, you know, their school, their club, their academy, whatever, they're representing you. So you are also representing them as players and all of that stuff. So I think it is really important. And I'm glad that we've actually – kind of half <laughs> been <laughs> forced into doing this topic. Um, when I was thinking about it yesterday, uh, you know, after the events that unfolded, I was thinking, yeah, you know, let's, let's, let's do it, you know, let's address it. Um, it's something that isn't that people don't enjoy 
addressing and that people often will will address in their own specific ways you know um but yeah let's talk about it i think it's i think it's a big one it's a good one to talk about so yeah getting on to how you would actually deal with it you know um there's different scenarios and there's different ways to deal with the different scenarios um if you're busy coaching during a match and there's you know parents shouting on the side that you know you get those you get sometimes you get those passionate parents that try and coach as well and then they're standing standing on the side telling the kids what to do and you're telling the kids something else because that's your plan and you know you're going back and forth back and forth um it's a difficult situation you know because you've got to respect your parents you know as the as the coach but at the same time they need to respect you as the coach and if they're not doing that you've got to you know, you decide in the moment, you know, do I call them out right now? Do I call them out after the match? It's a very, it's a very difficult subject because there's no set. I mean, we can't give you a set memo or set guide to say you deal with this like this, you deal with that like that because of how many different situations there can be and the influences and whatever and whatever. So I think, it's more about you can't control what other people are going to say about you. You can't control how other people are going to react to what you do as a coach. You can control how you allow that to affect you though. Mm. And that's, I think where the focus needs to, needs to go, you know, um, if I can briefly touch on, on, on yesterday, you know, it's, just a comment that was made about a coaching video that I put up and you know, it was, I, I sat for a second going, you know, why, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I putting myself out there? You know, I know my motives. I know my intentions, you know, in, in, in the whole big G sports grassroots you know, community trying to uplift, trying to, you know, help. And why why do that to myself if if I'm just going to get criticism for it, you know? And then, then why? Why put yourself out there, you know? And I was thinking about it and thinking about it, you know, and trying to process the whole thing and everything. And... Yeah, I just I just came across that point that I just said now. I can't control what other people are going to say. I get criticism every day from people about my coaching style and some people understand why when I'm standing on the on the side of the field going on like a lunatic, they understand that it's passion. And others think that I hate every single player in my team. And I can't control how they're going to perceive what I do. It's their, you know, it's their prerogative to take whatever I do in whatever way that I do. But the important thing is that I know my intentions. I stand strong in my methods, my styles, my coaching, and my kids that I'm coaching on the field understand. Otherwise, other than that, no one's actually important and no one actually matters because if the parents or if, you know, the other criticizers, the outside criticizers had anything meaningful to say, then they would be in your position. And they're not. 
Yeah. And so to lose your cool and to go off at someone, no matter how much I enjoy doing that, because I am one of those people that loves <laughs> loves to have a good a, a good a good old fashioned uh, strong word with other people. <laughs> you don't gain anything from it. You might feel better for a second because you got the frustration out, but ultimately you don't gain anything from it. You probably lose a little bit of respect that people have in you, you know? And quite honestly, I'm not going to sit here saying that I've learned this hundred percent yet because I haven't, it's still something I'm still, I'm still learning, you know? And I think that everyone has, especially coaches that are really passionate about sport because sport is such a passionate thing that really taps into the deepest parts of your soul. Um, we've all got a little bit of that fire and it's really good to have that fire. Um, but to just learn how to control the fire is something that I think we all, we all need to learn. And I'm not, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to sit here saying that I'm, a, I'm perfect at it because I'm most definitely not. But, you know, in those situations, you need to just take a second before you react and just think, okay, what is the best way to do this? You know, like yesterday was an online thing. So that allows you the time to just stay cool. And whether it's in, if it's in person, you know, during the match, your responsibility is the kids on the field. So, yeah, I would suggest not to engage with the parent, you know, maybe in halftime, just walk over to the parents and just say, can I just ask that we just try and just, keep it to a cool on telling the kids what to do, support, you know, shout for them, all of that stuff, but just keep it on a cool and we can chat after the match, you know, and explain to the parents, okay, I understand why you're saying what you're saying. This is our strategy. Try and help the parents understand because sometimes there's parents who have never played hockey in their lives, but they are so passionate. They just want their kids to, you know, succeed. And they all have good intentions by what they're doing. Parents, you know, on the side of the field, I'm sure they do, but to just maybe maybe take the time to help them to understand your methods because they haven't been spending the time with you that the kids maybe have. Um, yeah, stuff stuff like that. During the, during the week, I had a match on Wednesday night and there was a terrible umpire. Yeah. He was atrocious. Like he was just... Oh. For not only my team though, it wasn't it wasn't a favoritism thing. It was for both teams, and it turned out he was the coach of our opponents, and the girl that was coaching our opponents at the time is actually the umpire. But he had asked her that night, "Can we switch? I'd like to umpire." Right. And so she said, "Okay." And I. Uh, you know, in the in the heat of everything, you know, you, they, they, the umpire blows a shorty, and it was clearly not a shorty, you know. And you you stand there as a coach going, "What the hell?" Mm. You know. And so I'm now shouting to my captain, "Please query that, query the shorty," you know. Okay. Five minutes later, the same thing happens. And I'm like, these queries are shorty. I'm going to lose myself. <laughs> and the coach is standing next to me of the other team on the other side of the dugout going, what the hell is this guy doing? 
he's blowing ridiculously, you know, and everyone is going, what are you doing? Hmm. And, you know, tension got so high eventually because the match was a really close match as well. Um, that at one stage when he walked, he walked past me, you know, I made a comment. I can't even remember what I said. Um, I'm trying to be as open and honest here. I probably shouldn't have made that comment. I can't remember what I said. Um, it was probably something about his blowing. He probably made a wrong blow. And I was just like, oh, come on, man. Something like that, probably. You know. And he turned around while the match was going on and started confronting me. But he didn't call time. He didn't stop the game. Mm. He just started confronting me. Yeah. And so I'm standing looking at the field going, there's a foot. There's another foot and this is in your half. So blow the foot, but you can't because you're not even looking at the game. Mm. And I'm going, please turn around and watch the game. You're missing blows. And he's like, no. And he continues. And I'm like, why is the other umpire not calling time? Tech table, call time. Someone do something because I'm probably going to actually punch this man. Yeah. It, it just got to that situation where I was like, I actually can't deal. And so I... I took a step back and I just said, I need you to call time if you're going to continue this. And eventually he did call time and me and him and the other umpire got together and had a chat and just said, I said, okay, look, I'll, you know, I'll cool down, but just please come on, you know, come on. Mm. And I mean, you know, that was that, you know, and after the match, an incident report was left signed by both coaches about the umpire and whatever and I drove home extremely frustrated extremely upset whereas I could have gotten all that frustration and that out on the field to that umpire but what would that have helped Mm. my captain probably would have been carted off the field you know Um, because of I could have I probably would have been sent off sent out the turf so it wouldn't have helped anything because that's not the mannerisms that, or the professionalism that coaches are supposed to be dealing with tech, technical, you know, people with. Um, whereas your con- those consequences are probably the thing that controlled me the most. Yeah. But with parents, you might not have those consequences. With outside influences, you might not have those consequences. So what is going to control you? And I think it would basically come down to how much care you have in the respect that is given to you, your team, and how much care you have for the kids and how they actually look up to you as a coach or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I've now spoken and spoken and spoken. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay because, you know, this is this is a fresh thing that occurred for, for that, you know, it was right there and right present and we're, we're, we're talking about it and that's that's important. And I, and I will share something of mine, you know, you're right. There are several different instances where something occurs. And I remember a particular incident. And I've always felt this. Uh, I've always believed that administrators or presidents of a club have a, have a, have a place and the place is not sitting on a bench, uh, not mm-hmm. sitting on the player's bench. The place is sitting is up in the, the stands with the parents or uh, up in the, uh, the club rooms with the membership, wherever that may be. And I've always said that. Anyway, one particular occasion, the club president from a club I was at, who shall remain nameless, turned up on my bench uh, during the game without my expressed invitation. He then proceeded at half time when I was. He then proceeded at half time when I was trying to 
address the player group to to give me a whole litany of what he thought was wrong with the way I was going about it. So I turned around and said, well, there's the, there's the coach's folder. There's the team list. There's the strategy. I'm going home. See you later. You, t- you coach the team. And I walked off and said, that's it, you know. Uh, he came running after me and, and apologised profusely and said, don't, you know, uh, oh, oh, don't be, you know. And I said, well, you chose to come down without my express invitation to sit on the bench. He said, yes, but this is my club and I'm club president. I said, I don't give a flying. And there was a few mm-hmm. extra words in that. Who you think you are? You do not have a place on a, on a bench unless you're invited by the coaching staff at the time. You do not have a responsibility to be down there. I can tell you right now, I wasn't coaching the top side at the time, I was coaching the second or third. I said to him, if you did that at the top side, the top side coach, you know what would have happened. You wouldn't have got the same reception you got, the polite reception you got from me. You would have got something else from the top coach and you would have been told in no uncertain terms where to go forth and multiply. So, you know, different situations require, you're right, do require different, you know, different approaches. Parents is a, parents are a lot difficult than than um, you know than others, and and I think uh, you know I think um, I guess the next question I suppose I'll pose is that you know with a parent is it sometimes better for if you've you've got the benefits of a team manager is it sometimes better to hand that confrontation over to someone else? For sure, I think it is if you have the benefits of a team manager, hundred percent, hand hand it over. You know. Um, especially at a school level, because normally the team manager would be a teacher. Um, so someone that might know the parents, you know, that, that the manager is actually dealing with. So yes, for sure. Um, yeah. At the club level that I'm coaching at, at the moment, I don't have a team manager. So it's just me, but luckily I haven't gotten to the place where I've had to confront any parents. Yeah. So that's all good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this this type of stuff is really difficult, you know, because sometimes it's justified to go off your head. Sometimes it just is. And other times it's just not, you know. And me being a player who I'm the first person to chirp the umpire when he blows wrong because I'm an umpire myself. Um, and I hold, I hold the level of the game that I play at to a high standard. So when I'm playing, umpires in my city all know me. <laughs> so <laughs> when you should be getting a green card, Simone's just getting a warning because they know. <laughs> Don't green card Simone for chirping because she's going to do it anyway. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it is a difficult thing, you know, because now I'm at the place in my life now where I start relooking at all of that and I go, okay, if you're coaching a bunch of kids where you're telling them you can't be doing that, mm. just respect the umpire and what they're saying, then you need to do it too, you know. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a place of growth that coaching takes you through um, where you realize it's almost like it's the same when, it, when a parent become, or when a woman becomes a mother, you know, they, they change their outlook on life because now they've got a responsibility with a little child. And coaches need to see it the same way. You know, when you go into a coaching capacity, you've got a bunch of little kids looking up to you. And they might be 16-year-old little kids, but they're little kids looking up to you. And if they come and watch you play, 
they see you as a goddess and they're going to stand there going, that's my coach, that's my coach, that's my coach, you know? And you don't want to let them down, you know? And, I mean, my favorite hockey quote is this quote. I can't, I don't even know who it's by, but whoever it is, they're, they're quite cool, um, where it says, behind the play you've become, behind the hours of training, the coaches who've pushed you and the supporters who've cheered you on is a little girl who fell in love with the game and never looked back. So you play for her. Mm. And as a player growing up and going through, you know, the levels that I did and everything, that's what drove me. Mm. But now, now that I'm at a place in my life where I'm not really aiming, you know, to make a national side anymore or anything. I play because I love the game still. And my, my, my focus has shifted to coaching. Now that quote changes for me and I don't play for her anymore, that little girl. I play for all my other little girls now, you know. Um, and for me, that's what drives me. That's what calms me down now to not lose my head, um, you know. That's what holds me to a higher standard now. Um, and I think for every coach or manager or anyone that is involved in a higher role in the hockey world, need to find, you know, what is going to hold you to a higher standard. Um, and then remind yourself of that constantly because we can't, yeah, we can't be running around losing ourselves all the time and just acting without thinking because it's going to kill the game completely. Mm. And I'm, I mean, I've been through politics in other sports where I left the sport because I was just like, you know what? There's no, no one actually cares about the game anymore. It's just become one big political fight and we don't want that to happen. You know, we've got to hold ourselves to higher standards. Yeah. And that nicely segues in, will nicely segue into what I'm about to say next, but it will nicely segue into the next bit of what we're going to talk about. But, um, it, it, you know, I'm always, you, you talked about their learning and experiences. Um, a very, very prominent uh, national team coach who I won't name, uh, who was very successful at that level, um, to this day still doesn't control their emotions when they're at a, at a venue and has been carded and banned from being at that venue as a result of their actions. And they have, are someone that's been very prominent in the sport for many, many years. In fact, if they're watching right now, which may well be, probably know exactly who I, they probably know exactly who I mean. Um, but the point is, is that, you know, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. The other thing we need to be doing is encouraging other coaches in along the way, younger coaches along the way. I'm going to state for the record, I'm the past, I'm not the future. So what right do I have to make negative comments about a young coach coming up? I have no right to do that. No right at all. No right whatsoever. Now, the, person, the, the incident in question that occurs today, I see it as being that. That's what that particular person did. And they shouldn't be doing it. 
we need to be encouraging more young coaches into the game. We need to be encouraging more young coaches to develop. You know, where, you know, the I'm part of, again, I'm not the future, I'm the past. I have to accept that. Other coaches out there who have been coaches for a long period of time in this game have to start to learn to accept that they're not the future, they're the past. They have a role to play. They have a role to play. But it's a different role, like you say, it's a different role to the role they were previously playing. Hmm. You know, um, there's a difference between, do you, do you see this? What is the difference between constructive feedback that can actually help a coach improve and just outright negativity? The difference there, firstly, is understanding the young, or say now it's the younger and the older, you know, the coach mentor and the coach, whatever. It's firstly understanding what the coach's methods are in doing what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing. First, understand that. Yeah. Because then you can actually have your facts straight. Yeah. Once you understand that, then you can actually start giving them tips on how to tweak it and that because it's the same with coaching. We're not trying to raise up a bunch of robots. Mm. Individuality in sport is amazing. Seeing how, you know, this kid manages somehow to hit the ball when they're not holding their stick, you know, in a certain way, how the hell they do that? No one knows, but they do. And it works brilliantly for them. Why change that? Yeah. You know? So it's the same with coaching, with coaching coaches, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, you know, for example, you are a great coach. You have been a great coach, but you've, we've already had you now. Mm. You know? The world now wants to see someone else mm. type of thing. You know, so each coach brings a very specific, independent, dynamic skill set or should. And I wouldn't want to change another coach and their individuality and what makes them special as a coach to be me because that wouldn't work anyways. Mm. Because coaching comes from inside. It's not just knowledge. It comes from inside and you can't. That stuff you can't teach. So trying to then rather give tips to to younger coaches on, okay, so that's really cool, but this is maybe like the next step that you can take it to. Yeah. Or that's great. Keep in mind about, you know, this technique or that technique while implementing what you're doing type of thing, you know. That is constructive criticism, which every coach should always be open to receiving, 100%. You should always be learning as a coach. But to see something, not have the facts, not know what the hell is going on, and to just comment on it, everyone has freedom of speech, yes. Yeah. For sure. And social media allows even more of that. But 
see this Afrikaans word namskin then. <laughs> and to be completely honest with you, <laughs> I can't remember what it is in English. <laughs> it basically means to bring someone else's name down. What is it called? Like, oh. it's not name badgering. It's defaming. Uh, kind of. Uh, norm skinning, man. You can actually sue people for it. Um, yeah. Well, we we would probably in you'd pro we would you could probably argue that's that could be construed as defamation, but you know defamation of character. Yeah, defamation of character. That's that. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Kind of, kind of something like that. Okay, but for me, Afrikaans just yeah. makes it so much better because basically, norm skinning, it's name and then skinning. You can't really directly translate that, but it basically just means like bringing someone's name down. And you would never want to be doing that as a coach, ever, you know? Well, that's uh, it. You're wrong. Yeah. So. You never want to, you never want to. And, and, and you know, I've grown to realise over the years that coaches best understand what other coaches are going through. It's not an easy job to do. It's not an easy thing to do. We work yeah. very hard at what we do. It's not easy to do. We put a lot of time and a lot of effort in what we're trying to do. Uh, you do as much as I do, as much as anyone does. You know, I, for 30 odd years, that's what I've done. Um, that's all I've, that's what I've done. Um, I'm all for constructive criticism. I'll take that on board to the cows come home. What yeah. I'm not all for and what I'll never be for is outright negativity against other coaches simply because of A, you're jealous, B, you think the way it was used to be done in the 1970s and 80s is still the right way today, even though the game has moved six miles past you. C, you actually know the game's passed you by, but you're clinging on, you're an old, you're clinging on and standing, standing on the side of the stage, continuing to dance while the spotlight's on someone else which frankly just makes you a sad coach, quite frankly. I hate to say it, it does. You know, I've always said, you know, I've always said learn to move on. Don't hang around longer than you need to. I say that to coaches all the time. Be careful not to stand at the – be careful not to, to be drink – be careful not to continue to drink at the, at the, at the well or con continue to drink at the drink fountain too long. You know, understand there is a time limit with teams. There is a time limit in certain environments. But again, come back and that, that I'm straying. You know, constructive criticism is important. Everyone needs that in all walks of life. But outright negativity or taking something and then proceeding to make comment about it out of context, not knowing anything about the scenario, is also not good. Um, and we do see it a lot in hockey. We tend to see it, and it tends to happen a bit in the hockey world. Uh, it happens in other worlds too. Um, you know, what do you think we need to be doing to, you know, make sure that we're actually supporting other coaches? We're not ripping into them, you know, and, and then... I guess the the other point is is that how do we how do we get rid of this white noise that is those ones that are hanging around the edges doing what they're doing? I always believe that 
negative criticism and uh, like someone tuning what you're doing. I always believe it comes from a much deeper place mm. that that person might even not know mm. where or why. I feel like hitting that person back after they've hit you, it's not going to do anything. True. It's not going to help anything. Maybe actually engaging into a human conversation with them, an adult conversation with them, entertaining what they've said, trying to understand where they're coming from might help you understand. And that might help them to see, okay, but hey, wait. This person that I have just tried to break down and derail actually quite a decent human being that's open to hearing what I have to say. Mm. And that might make them feel a little bit important, which might actually just calm them down to the place where they'll be able to openly hear what you have to say. And yes, maybe they don't deserve your explanation on what you're doing. You don't have to explain yourself or justify yourself to people like that. You don't. But what about, like, for me, I ran the, I ran the hockey squad for Beachy Sports. So for me, yesterday I was thinking, okay, this has happened to me now. What about all my other coaches at all the other academies that are under me? I don't want this to happen to them. And you can get someone banned from Facebook. You can get someone taken off of, you know, but online is online and they'll come back. Mm. And so that's, yeah, you basically cleaning the spider web away. You've got to kill the spider. And I'm not saying now go and kill the person. I'm saying get them to a place. <laughs> I'm saying get them to a place to realize, okay, maybe there's a different way to go about getting my opinion out there, you know. Um, and that's, you know, yesterday we uh, offering offering that guy a chance to come on. Mm. Yep. Say his piece. Say his piece. Openly have a conversation with him. I'm happy. I'm happy to do that because what his his comment has relevance in a certain instance in coaching. Mm. It wasn't relevant in you know the situation they used it in at all. Mm. But it has relevance and it has some merit to it. Yeah. yeah. No one no one, no one, one says it doesn't. No one says yeah, it yeah, he just didn't have his facts straight. And that's okay. But we'd like to prevent that from happening again. You know? So it's like trying to kill fire with paraffin. It's not going to work. It might be fun, 
and really pretty and really cool, but it's not going to work. Mm. You've got to kill fire with water or with sand. And so, yeah, so trying to just trade in the, the paraffin for the water and sand is not always easy, but it's sometimes what will benefit people to come in the future, mm. you know. Um, there was a second question that you asked, and I think I'll answer that now instead of the first question. <laughs> I can't remember. Hey, it's okay. This is, you know we're, we're, you know, we're talking about an interesting topic. This comes back to, and it buys into the fact that we, what we actually need, and I've, and I've said this repeatedly, and I'm going to say this again to Clubland too, don't discard the older coaches, the, the coaches that have, have moved. Don't discard them completely. Give them roles. Make them... Offer them to be mentors. Ask them to mentor younger coaches. Ask them to be there to provide support. The hardest task, the hardest thing coaches have got to deal with, and David Petrozelli, Zello, who does the thinking coach, we talked about this last week, is making sure we support coaches, particularly in the area of their mental health. That's the other point I want to make. When you make comments, You need to be very careful. You don't know how that other person is going to react or take your remark or the way you've critiqued them if you haven't had a chance to talk to them or you haven't talked to them. So I guess I'm saying, and, and there's probably no question in this, but other coaches need to pick up the phone, uh, pick up the email, send a message. Hey, I saw your video about blah, 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 blah. Have you considered this, this, and this? And have a conversation. Like you say, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, and then let's... Talking, you know. talking has gotten to the place where it's so overrated, and I don't know why. Because as a coach, you should always be willing to learn. You should always be willing to improve. Just as the game evolves, so you need to evolve as a coach. And that comes from having an open mind and an open spirit to taking in what other people have to say. If you're sitting there on your high horse thinking you've made it as a coach, you're not going to have made it for very long. Uh, well, that's why we have the Global Hockey Squad, isn't it? The whole idea of yeah. the Hockey Squad exactly. is, is to bring academies, coaches and people together to have a genuine discussion about coaching, share ideas, share resources and work together, which is what Big G Sports Global is all about in the first place. That's the whole yeah. idea behind it. And what we've got to remember, and this is a very important thing, is it's about inclusion. Yeah. And whether yeah. you like it or not, and I'm not going to, and again, I'm not naming names, but whether you like it or not, the comments that were made about that particular video yesterday are not being inclusive. Yeah. You know, and we need to understand the damage that certain things can have. Yeah. Some coaches will write it off. Some players will thumb it off and move on. Others won't. And, you know, we need to be careful. As coaches, we've got a responsibility too. We have to be very, very careful about what we say. Yeah. to our players. We have to be extremely careful about what we say. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky one. It's a difficult one. 
um, yeah, I um, there's a lot of things I'd like to say. There's a lot of things I can't say. Um, yeah. It's hard to be the bigger person. Mm. Don't worry. I stand by you on that. It is, it is hard to be the bigger person. And I've always been raised, I was raised by my parents to be a strong, a strong, independent woman who stands up for what she believes in and says her, says her piece. And I've had to learn when that's right and when that's wrong and when that's going to benefit and when it's not. And it's very difficult in the day and age that we're living in right now where basically anything is okay. Mm. And people are being raised that anything is okay. Yeah. It's very difficult to live by a certain set of boundaries and morals and values when basically anything goes but that's what I'm saying that's that's where I come back to what I said which I feel is really important find something that's going to hold you to a higher standard and live by that if that is your code then that you live by your code of morals and ethics then live by that and nothing else matters and if no if someone else doesn't agree with your your code of morals and values that you're living by, that's okay. They don't have to. Yeah. It, that's fine. They can have their own code of morals and ethics and values, whether they're right or wrong. And you're entitled to have your opinion about their code of morals and values and whatever. Um, everyone's entitled to an opinion, but that doesn't entitle you to sharing your opinion in such a way that you, you, you have a go at them. Hmm. Having a go at people is not always justified. Hmm. Um, you talked about it earlier. Yeah. You said that there's free speech. And I yeah. qualify that and say that there's free and responsible speech. Yeah. You, still, you might have free speech, but you've actually still got to be a little bit responsible with it. Yeah. Unfortunately, today, with everything that goes on in society, with social media, a lot of people forget that they actually need to be responsible and they just think about the free part of it and don't yeah. tend to be terribly responsible with it. I was like... When, when, when you're taught in school about human rights, everyone harps on about human rights, but it's human rights and responsibilities. Hmm. Every right comes with a responsibility. Every demand that you make comes at a toll, which is the responsibility. And people forget that. You're in South Africa the most. But if you are demanding the right to freedom of speech, we stick to our topic. If you're demanding the right to freedom of speech, take the responsibility that goes with that. Because it's not, it's not just 
I'm going to demand this and I'm going to take it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And using words like uh, all due respect and um, making an apology at the beginning of the at the beginning of the diatribe, and then to try and absolve yourself of everything else you say after it doesn't get you out of it. No, it doesn't get you. <laughs> all due respect, Jerome. You are an irritating human being that I really don't want to have in my life. Sorry to say it, you know, but that doesn't change the fact that I just called you an irritating human being that I don't want in my life. <laughs> it basically just makes it sound like I'm saying it with like with a nice tone. <laughs> I can assure people, I can assure people we're not break we're not uh, the partnership that's uh, it's not <laughs> long on air. That was an example, it was a joke. <laughs> It's not busting up live on here. Don't run in fast, Kieran. Don't run in with YouTube. <laughs> Kieran's going to be like, put me on the show now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're, they're, you know, we're not doing the Beatles. We're not breaking up. Um... <laughs> no, you know, it. yeah, it doesn't. And passive aggressiveness is so fun. It's really fun. Um, but how beneficial is it, you know, and I'll say it again, being the bigger person really sucks. In a world and in a, in a day and age where being the bigger person is not always seen as necessary, it really sucks. Mm. But as a coach, when you've got a responsibility, and I'll say it again and I'll keep hopping on about it, when you've got a responsibility to your kids and you, when you allow that responsibility to hold you to a higher standard, You've got to be the bigger person. And it comes back and to... I'm not perfect at it. Yeah. I'm not yet, but I hope to be one day, you know. Um, yeah. It comes back to one simple thing. Think about your words. Mm. Words matter. Mm. More than ever as a coach, words matter. They matter whether you're speaking to another coach, whether you're speaking to a parent, whether you're speaking to a player, whether you're speaking to a child, whoever it may be, they matter. And in some situations, they matter more than in others. Yeah. Read the situation. Understand the situation. You know, I was lucky. I started coaching when there was no Facebook, when there was no at the end of my period, my beginning of as a coach, the only thing I had, the only thing that existed was MySpace. Um, I didn't have the rest of it. It was a lot easier. It also meant that parents, when they wanted to go off it, you actually had to take time to be able to achieve it because it meant they actually had to either drive to where you were, pick up the phone or do that. So by the time they did that, it was completely diffused. Yeah. More often than not. They, they, they thought wiser about the, the whole matter. Um, today is a lot different. Things are a lot more instant. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still think about it. And, and the I, thing I is, in the, end, in the end as well, sorry. Yeah. In the end as well, as the negative stuff, you know, is so meaningless compared to 
what coaching actually actually can give you. You know, yesterday after what happened, I mean, it happened early in the day for me. It was in the morning, and I was like down and out, man. I was like just, you know, really, 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 really. And then I had coaching yesterday with my one team, my school team, and we there was a part of the session where we did some fitness, and they were sitting they were, they were doing the wall sit where you, you sit against the wall in the squat position you know and you just hold it and and they ended up singing high school musical songs to carry them through it because they've realized that if you sit in silence it's way worse than if you talk and you know normally the one girl tells a story but they ended up singing high school musical songs yesterday and it Firstly, I was like, how on earth do you guys know High School Musical songs? This is so past your time. I grew up with High School Musical, you know, and it was the thing with me and my sister where she'd sing the girl part and I'd sing the guy part. And, you know, <laughs> it's such good memories. And then they started singing this. And, I mean, I videoed it. And at first I was, like, lying on the floor of laughter. It was hilarious. It brought tears to my eyes. I was laughing so hard. But afterwards I got home and... I just realized like that is why I do it. And that is why I will not stop because those meaningless people will say what they want to say and that's fine, you know, but that fills me. That brings me joy yeah. and that outweighs the bad, which makes it worth it, you know? Um, and I'm blessed to be in a position where, I've got kids like that, you know, um, and I hope for every coach that they get that opportunity to build a bond with, with, with your teams, you know, with your kids, that you're also blessed with that joy and fulfillment um, because it's really something special. Um, and the negative will always be there in every career, in every walk of life, there's that negative, you know, um, but as long as the joy and the fulfillment weighs out the positive, then it's worth it. I'm making I'm gonna I'm making a bit of a, I'll make a bit of a statement here, and I'm gonna say it, and then I hope that certain people here will hear it. Um, I will always, if I ever see anybody out there denigrate a young, up and coming, developing coach in any way, shape, or form, whether it be on social media, whether it be in public, wherever it may be and I happen to be present, I'm going to come running. And I'm going to come in there and I'm going to defend that coach and I'm going to support them and I'm going to do everything I can to help them. Mark my words, that's what I'll do. I'll also make it my life's mission to make it very clear that if this is the approach you want, that person wants to take, you know, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to be ostracized, if you want to, whatever it is, that you know, it can't happen. We need to work together. We need to support each other. And that's everybody. It's not an easy gig being a coach. We've got to support other coaches, and that's what we're going to. That's what we're going to. We do that here at Big G Sports Global. We're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to do yeah. that. Yeah, you know, and I'll say this now: anyone, any coach out there, anyone, anyone at all, who wants help and support or anything, just get in touch. Get in touch with me. Get in touch with Mike. Get in touch with any of us. We'll give you the help. We'll give you the support. We'll stand by you and 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 help you be a you know help you develop as a coach. Yeah, 
Sure. It's been a heavy one today. Sure. Yeah, well, we're sorry, folks. It has been a slightly heavy one. It took us in a slightly interesting direction, but I think, you know, I think the both of us probably felt we had to, we had to do it, we had to say it, we had to put it out there. Um, I hope that that people will listen. I hope that they will take it on board. Yeah. I hope they'll take it on board for what it is. Um, it's not anything other than let's let's work together and let's support each other um, because it's not it's not easy. We all. You know, it's, it's, yeah, we do this because we love to do what we want to do. We do this because we, out of passion and desire for what we want to do, we don't do this because we're earning a quid from it. Um, unless we're, of course, at the higher levels, um, at the very high level. And even, yeah. then, even then in hockey, you're not earning a quid from it. So there you go. So, um, so we just need to remember that. We need to support each other and stand by each other and work together um, because ultimately at the end of the day, it's about grassroots. It's about sport. It's about helping other coaches. And I'm conscious of that because I know that someone that's 41, 42, I've got very little left time left. And I want to, I, I know from my point of view, I want younger coaches in the game because I want to make sure that the support, the, the young coaches we have a generation of coaches coming through because without that you know thing sports you know coaching so important every you know it's so important without coaches you know teams don't get on the park kids don't learn how to develop etc etc so it's it's very important anyway that brings me to the end of what i've got to say i don't know if there's any you want to add to that simone before we we completely wrap up no, no, I think that uh, everything's been said and I think it was an important one today that I really hope that people are going to listen to and grasp. It's a long one, um, but I think it's a good one. So, yeah, important. Every topics are not always nice, but they're, like I said, important to talk about. Yeah, so thank you very much. Next week we'll hopefully uh, bring bring some clowns and candy floss along so that it's a little lighter. <laughs> well, We'll reintroduce a slightly lighter. Well, hopefully, we'll have a slightly lighter or slightly less, um, yeah, less, you know, more of a different type of topic. Um, but anyway, it's been a good one this week. Thank you, Simone, for being a part of it. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone who has been watching. And we'll catch you all again next week. Perfect. Bye. <laughs>